it's a lot of a lot of video games, a lot of gaming online, playing <laughs> Um just you know, trying to work out my parking lot. Uh and, and just kind of chilling at the house with my dogs. I haven't really been doing a, a whole ton, you know, listening to the news and finding out the updates with the UFC and what's going on. Um now that you know, it seems that, you know, all the events are being postponed now uh, for the moment until Fight Island is ready to go. Um, you know, I'm trying to just get in shape, just get as best shape as I can, you know, what I have and just be ready, you know, for when Dana calls and, you know, is ready to put the fight on. Where where are you right now? Like in, in relation to the world, are you uh, you're, you're obviously home Um I'm I'm in Canada, for example. Are you in Tampa or? Yeah, Tampa, Florida. Yep, that's where I'm at right now. What uh, what sorts of uh, rules and regulations do they have there? Like here, I'm not allowed to even leave the house, really. Uh, oh, really? Without getting, oh. without getting fined, uh, unless I'm going to the grocery store. Um, okay. Do they have is that sort of rules? Or are you you can get no, out? No, it's pretty lenient here. Um, like I can leave the house anytime I want to. I can go to the park. I can go to the grocery store i can go to any stores that are open like home depot um you can go pick up you know food from chipotle or mcdonald's or wherever you want to go there's really no like nobody's you know gonna find you for being out there's no curfew um it's pretty it's pretty loose here it's not like like lockdown like you have or i think california california is pretty strict and then i know new york's pretty strict but Florida's pretty lenient as far as the rest of the North America is concerned. So it's pretty good in terms of being able to get out and train. You can go for runs and things like that. Do you have a setup at your house as well where you can uh, get some work in? Obviously, you don't have access to your coaches or anything like that. But Right. Yeah. No, I, uh, I've i actually been doing a lot of workouts with my girlfriend in, the, in our I live in an apartment complex and in our parking lot. Um, I've had her holding mitts for me. We uh, we just started doing so I went to my CrossFit gym where I train at and I rented so my CrossFit gym, they're renting out equipment for people if they want to do homework at their at their house. So I got a few kettlebells. I got um, a wall ball, a slam ball, a big old 50 pound uh, dumbbell. And I had my strength conditioning coach put together workouts for me to do every day. And he knows the exact equipment I have. So I've been doing those every single day. Like I said, I have my girlfriend hold miss for me. I have these two strike mask pads that go on the telephone pole. So that kind of acts as my heavy bag for the moment. So I'll hit that, you know, some some point during the day. The only thing I'm not really getting in right now is is wrestling and jujitsu because she's not like <laughs> she's not like the most she's kind of dainty. So, you know, I can't really do jujitsu or wrestling with her. But, you know, she can hold mitts for me and drill with me. As for, a, I mean, for, for your next fight, is there is there a timeline you're looking at? Obviously, you don't have access to that, to your mm-hmm. coaches. And like you said, wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Are you looking to wait it out and get a good proper training camp in? Um, or are you just, you know, if, if the call comes, you're ready to go? Yeah, I mean, I think now that the way that it's looking, because it seems like we might be stuck like this for a while now, Um I might just try and get in as, you know, good shape as possible, you know, just doing what I'm doing. And then, you know, I'm have to go up. I might have to go up a weight class. I don't know if I can make 145 
you know, with the amount of training that I'm doing, it'd be really tough. Like, you know, like I am a big 45er. Um, and then I would just have to do, you know, I do know how to fight. Like, so that's the thing is like, I was talking about this with somebody else, um, online and he was saying, you know, don't, you have the knowledge, um, to try, like to fight. Like if someone told me to fight tomorrow, I could fight. Like, I don't, I wouldn't have to like, it's not like I'm going to forget everything I, you know, know how to do. Like I would be able to go in there, defend myself, you know, come out with a win if I could. Um, the only thing that wouldn't be there would be any of the weight cut and your conditioning obviously wouldn't be there. So that'd be the biggest thing would be working on conditioning and then working on, um, you know, just the weight cut, which obviously I'm not going to cut 30, 30 plus pounds to get to 45. I'd rather just go up to 55 and cut 25 or so. So, so my timeline, my timeline would be, um, I, I had planned, I told my agent like right after my fight, I wanted to fight immediately. Like I, well, actually I, it seems like immediately to me, but I told him end of May, June or July. Um, at this moment being in a little less than halfway through April, I'd probably say June or July would still be viable for me. You know, I just wouldn't be at like peak tip top shape because I'm not, like I said, I'm not wrestling. The only way to get in shape for wrestling is to wrestle, you know, yeah. same thing for jujitsu. Jujitsu, you can kind of like get by, you know, you can rest in spots. It's kind of easy to take, you know, some, some, some rest off, but wrestling is probably the hardest thing. Yeah. Cause your, your last fight was on February 29th uh, against Spike. Um, Looking back, would you have taken that fight? Because he, he stepped in on short notice, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I wouldn't even consider that short notice because, I mean, it was it was like five weeks notice, which to me in my pro career is not short notice. Yeah. I've taken fights, you know, short notice than that. But, uh, you know, what's funny is it, I would have taken the fight anyway. Um, I, to be honest, personally, I thought it was a more dangerous fight. So we had two, we had a choice of two people. Either we would fight Spike or Derek Minner, and you know who did, who fought on that card the same night. Yeah. And my agent and my my head coach, they both agreed that they thought Spike was uh, you know the better fight to take. And you know I thought he was a little more dangerous, you know, just because he has that natural knockout power. He's eight and one, and he's only lost a split decision. But uh, you know we were going. I guess they were go, we were going off based off his last couple fights how he looked as far as um his striking like you noticed you know he was getting tore up you know in those in those first rounds but he ended them both with knockouts um you know you you know you you could have i could have chose Derek Miner and Derek Miner could have submitted me in the first round or, or, or knock me out you know what i'm saying so yeah. it really doesn't matter you know who i chose it really it really was just a bunch of things that were going on that i just wasn't there mentally or or maybe even well i would say i would just say mentally to be honest um like i could have won i'd say nine times out of ten you throw me in there with spike and i win is there a is there a name that's coming to mind for your next fight or is it just whoever whoever the ufc offers no i mean if i had one you know i would have names you know what i mean like i thought if, if let's say i had one against spike right in like a impressive fashion I probably would have said like Alice Caceres or um, I don't know somebody who's you know someone who has a name or, or I might have asked for um, um, Stephen Peterson. 
yeah. you know, because we didn't get to do it. And then if I was coming off a win, I could have called him or I could have, you know, taken that fight or asked for it, I guess. But now coming off a loss, I don't really have a lot of play or a lot of power to really like say like, hey, Steven, like, let's still do it. I want to fight you. You know what I mean? So I, I, I guess I'm kind of just it's going to be whoever the UFC thinks I should fight. Um, I don't really have any any specific names to throw out there. What was it like? I mean, obviously uh, you won the your fight to get into the UFC to get the contract and probably the most devastating style I've I've yeah. seen on the show. Um, what to, what was it like to to finally get that call? You know, to get the contract in your hand uh, must have been like sense of relief. What what exactly was that feeling like? Yeah, man, it was it was amazing because you know it was just like it was like validation. You know, I've been a pro for since 2013, so about seven years or so. And it was a long, I mean, I've only had 10 fights. Well, now 11. But up to that point, I had only had nine fights as a pro. And, you know, it just seemed like a long road. And I've been training since I was 16, and I'm 30 now. And I, I it was like kind of my last shot. Like, it was like, you know, I was on a four, I was on a three-fight win streak. And if I had lost, I, I probably would have just been done because, you know, trying to put together another three or four fight win streak would have been a long time. Um, you know, and that was the big shot. It was in front of the bosses, it was in front of Dana and Sean and Mick. And it, it really just felt like, like I said, like validated, like I'm supposed to be here. Like, you know, I finally made it to my end goal. Well, not my end goal to one of my big goals to make it to the UFC. Obviously, the end goal would be to be the champion. But once I made it, that was that was pretty much the biggest feeling I had was validation. What um, – so, yeah, so you said you want to be champion. So let's let's stick with the champions here. Like, what are you, what's, your, what's your prediction for uh, Khabib and now potentially Tony? If that fight were to happen, uh, what's, your, what's your, uh, your take on it? Um, man. That's 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 the fight that I don't think we'll ever get. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it's been scheduled what five, five times now. Five, and it's yeah. failed, and um, <laughs> I just I don't know. It, that's, a, that's that's such a good fight. Like I feel like it needs to happen. Like I don't care if they're about to retire and they're both you know on like a six fight losing streak and they're about to be kicked out of the UFC. Um, I still need to see that fight. I think we've all, you know, deserved to see that fight by now. Because, I mean, where else can it I mean, you have to wait. Let's say Khabib loses his next fight. Now now we lose that sheen off that fight, right? Or if, or if uh, Tony fights somebody else, and then we lose the sheen off the fight because he lost. Like, you have two guys that are at, the, at their peak right now. Tony's on a 12-fight win streak. Khabib's undefeated. It's just kind of it just kind of sucks to be honest. I mean, it, it just sucks that you know we had a a pandemic come through and yeah. stop the fifth the fifth chance at making this fight happen. Yeah, it uh, it almost has like a, a Pacquiao Mayweather feel where you know they were supposed to fight so many times. Everyone was talking about. Everybody wanted to see it, and then when it finally happened, they were four or five years out of their prime. Right. And I feel like we're going to get the fight. It's just going to be way past its prime, and it's not going to have the same value. 
Um, and as for the featherweight division, obviously Volkanovski just beat um, Holloway. Uh, in a rematch, do you think it plays out the same way or do you see it differently? Man, uh, Volkanovski, he's a, he's a little train. Like he's, he's like a little bull. And he's he's got very high level striking, you know, even for a short guy. But the thing is, like Max Holloway doesn't have long a long reach, right? He's got shorter arms than Volkanovski, I think. So, you know, the, the good the thing that Max is really good at is keeping his range and his distance. Even though he has short arms, he uses his height to his advantage, and he does have long legs. So, I think in a rematch, I think Max, I want to say he'll learn. What he, what he, what mistakes he made from the last fight? I just don't think he did. He fought like he normally would, or he, he just wasn't able to adapt to, uh, you know, whatever Volkanovski was was doing. You know, like every time uh, Max would or Volkanovski would throw a combo, Max would counter, and then Volkanovski would recounter. He wasn't, he wasn't able to um, counter back on Volkanovski's counters. He just, it, it was just a night, you know that. Max just wasn't there, or, or either that or Volkanovski was just on point that night. You know, that was his night, and he looked phenomenal. And I think in a rematch, I think it'd be a completely different fight. I think I think Max probably, I don't think he's not going to put him away, but I think he, he definitely outpoints Volkanovski in a rematch. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think very similar. I didn't think it was the best Max we've ever seen. Um, and I think Dustin Poirier kind of laid a blueprint to how to beat how to beat them you got to outbox them um and not get tired right i thought that was uh yeah so that, i think i think dustin poirier set the, the blueprint um back to to your your career um what uh what what sort of changes are you going to make for your next fight like i think you know the, the the fight you lost to spike i think it was he started swinging crazy right out of the gate um do you think you have to come like but fight early, start the fight earlier. Do you think you need to weather the storm? What sort of changes do you think you're going to have to make for the next fight to avoid a very similar uh, result? Yeah. Um, I definitely think I need to work on my aggression more. Um, I, should be able, like, I should be able to fight kind of like the Diaz brothers, but with a little, but like a Diaz brother slash Connor, right? Because if you look at the way Connor fights, like people think that he's like, an aggressive fighter he really isn't he's he's a he's a counter striker but what he does is he imposes pressure on you and then as soon as you decide to to strike on him or, or come forward at him he slips back and then he hits you right and then and he's he's just a he's just a very good counter striker with very intense pressure it makes it feel like he's being aggressive on you but he's not so i think if i can be like as i like i like connor style i like being technical i'm not a wild fighter um i'm not even a huge output fighter for that much like if you watch most of my fights i'm not really throwing a lot like i'm not spamming punch i'm not like the diaz brothers right i'm not gonna throw two or three hundred punches in a fight for the most part um which you know i I probably could because i know conditioning wise and when i'm training i throw a lot of punches but i think when it comes to the fight i try to take as little damage as possible which most fights i don't really get hit a lot um so probably work on my aggression um man it was just i mean it wasn't like i was doing anything bad against spike he definitely caught me with that that kick well i never i haven't seen him throw a head kick 
um, other than one other fight that I saw with him as an amateur um, in his fights. So when he ran forward, and I think he threw like two or three punches, right? And I just slid back like I did the first couple times. And then he threw that kick over the top. I actually had my hand up, you know, where a boxing glove, it would have been blocked, but we're wearing four ounce gloves and it went right over the top and it hit me. Um, and my plan going into the fight, even in the back room, I was talking to my wrestling coach, our plan was not to shoot on Spike at all. Like we weren't going to shoot him like, cause he's short. It's hard to take short guys down or to get that low and put a lot of power on him. So if you notice, um, when he came at me in that final sequence, he, he rushed forward at me. I slid to the side. I hit him with a clean right hand. And then I, and then he threw a hook and I, I went right under the hook straight into a takedown. And I think maybe somewhere in my in the back of my mind, my brain was like, yo, he just kicked us in the face. Like, you know, he might be trying to get aggressive now because he knows that he, that he caught me. So, you know, my, my mind at that moment was like takedown, you know, right after that, which normally I wouldn't do that. I can't remember the last time I've actually shot a takedown on somebody in a fight other than Stephen Wynn. But even Stephen Wynn, I wasn't even really shooting. I was really just level changing just to make him back up off of me because he's so aggressive coming forward. Like people thought those were actual takedown attempts. and They really weren't. I was just, I do that in training all the time. Like if people come forward, I'll grab the ankle and literally just pull it out. And if you fall on the ground, then you fall. If you don't, I don't really care. I was just getting you to back up off me. So I, I guess really it just, I don't know, just tuning some things up. I just, I really wasn't there mentally. Um, that was a big part of it. I was definitely there. Like, I was in shape. Um, you know, there was no, like, like I could have gone three fives, you know, easy. It's really just a mental um, kill mode. Like, I wasn't I wasn't in a flow state. I didn't have, like, my killer mindset going. It was a really weird fight. I've only had two times where I felt like that mentally, and, I, and those are my two pro losses. So, I think uh, if you notice on my record, whenever I lose, I don't lose back. I've never lost back to back. And I think I'm going to come back. I really feel bad for whoever I'm about to fight next because I've, I've, I've figured a lot of things out. And if I do end up in that bad mental state that day, how to get out of it or how to get me to where I need to be. I've already talked to my coaches about this and my teammates. So um, I'm just excited for the next fight because I just, like I said, I. I, people didn't get to see the real me um, fighting the cage. They saw uh, an empty hollow shell go out there and, you know, not do very well. So is so for people who watch that fight, is there a fight where you'd say, look, that's not me. This is the fight you got to watch. Is it the Steven Nguyen fight or is there another one on there that you're like, that's that's who I am as a fighter? I would say you can go watch the solo fight. The solo fights on YouTube. You know, anybody can access that. Any other fights, you can't even find online. So <laughs> if you really want to find one fight that I could actually tell people to go to, go watch the Solid Staley fight versus me and Conflict um, on YouTube. You know, that was probably one of my best performances against a guy who was solo at the time, was 8-2. and two. He had finished all of his opponents. He had never been finished. And I was actually coming off of a loss. I was 3-1. and one. Yeah, 3-1. and one. Yeah, I was three and one. I lost my, so that loss that I had just before that was for the Florida State title, and I fought this kid Cam, and he. It was one of those fights where I walked into the cage and it felt like I just walked out of bed, like I wasn't 
hyped up. It wasn't anything. He was already at 90% when we started the fight. He came at me hard, and I was at like 15, 20%. And it was still, it was a competitive uh, fight. It was only one round, but it was a real back and forth, like really intense fight. And then it just got to a point where my, my legs got real heavy. And I actually had a really deep uh, power guillotine choke, and I was choking him. And we both slipped and fell, and my, my body was heavy. And as I was getting up, he ran around to my back. And that's when he locked in the rear naked choke. I actually pulled the top hand down, the correct defense, and then he modified it and took the choke anyway. And that was a really, really crappy loss. So after that, obviously taking a fight with Solo was kind of scary. It's like we're going from my loss to someone who's arguably better than the kid that I just lost to and more of yeah. a beast, you know? Is there a um, – so obviously Fight Island is, is, is a go. Um is that somewhere you'd compete against? You know, empty or compete? Is that a place where you would compete? Obviously, no one in attendance. Uh, don't even know where it is, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, is, is that something that excites you, being able to fight on an island? Or is it something that you're like, oh, whatever, I'll do it? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool, uh, to be honest. Um, it, it For one, it'd probably be just like the Contender Series. It'd be pretty quiet, um, you know, because in the Contender Series, there were people there, but only like three or four of them were, were there to watch me fight. So there wasn't a lot of noise going on. Um, and then, you know, having this like, you know, radical um, event going on an island out in the middle somewhere, you don't know where you're going. It just seems like a movie, like type, you know, type of thing experience to do. And then Dana's talking about how like fighters can before he has actual events that fighters can go out there and train. You know, so they can go out there, train, get in shape, and then when they have the event and they fight, then they can fight out there. So, I mean, why not? Like, you know, I'm, I'm down for Fight Island. I think it's yeah. dope. I think it sounds so yeah, cool. It's, it's like some, like, Hunger Games type thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> um, is, is there a movie you're watching or is there any TV shows you're watching during quarantine that's some non-MMA content here to, to finish it up? Is there anything that you'd recommend to, to, uh, to anybody watching? Like you got to watch this. Obviously, Tiger King has been coming up a lot. Is there is there another one you've watched that uh, that you're uh, you're high on? Ozark. Ozark. Ozark season three just came out uh, a few weeks ago, and I, I killed that in about two days. If you've never seen Ozark, man, it it's like like Breaking Bad is like right here. Ozark's pretty close to that. Yeah, like, I'm not uh... really good. I'm really behind in my in my movies and my uh, my TV shows. I'm doing a lot of catching up. I'm on Breaking Bad right now. Okay. Um, so after that, I'll probably jump into uh, to Ozark. Everyone's talking about it as well. So oh, it's so good. You'll lo- you'll love it. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you for taking the taking the time, man. And I hope training and everything goes well. And uh, hope to see you back in there. Hopefully on Fight Island. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, man. Be safe out there. All right, man, you too. Keep washing your hands. I will. You too.